Hey guys, before we get started on our Launchpad Podcast Mission Control Minisode, we got to do a little business. Hit like and subscribe. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod and our website, launchpadpod.com. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends about us because it really helps us grow. We really appreciate all of our listeners who have left reviews and done all that social media business. But today we're doing a little minisode, you know, taking it a little casual on this week's Launchpad Podcast. Ignition sequence. All right, welcome to Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. Matt, a little casual, uh, little mini-sode today. What do you think? It's going to be a little easy one? It should be fun. Like, it's just, these are these are just kind of like bullshit sessions with me and you. We're not doing necessarily a ton of research. We haven't, like, prepped some stuff. We don't usually have little aces up our sleeves for these. It's just kind of, like, you know, a little more free form. Just, just see where the conversation takes us. <laughs> That's fun that you referenced jazz, because Kate and I just went, went and saw jazz legend Herbie Hancock this week. It was pretty cool. He was booty-booting all over the place. This episode's boring. Let's talk about something more. <laughs> no, that's actually pretty cool. Where was that? It was at the Disney concert hall, but the funniest part was there's like season ticket holders and they're all old frumpies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Immediately he's like, let's take a trip to Mars and then start doing some like cosmic jazz shit where it's like, and people just got up and started leaving. It was like, they're like, nope. Like, I, I like, expected wait. an earthly Motown situation here. <laughs> yeah. It was great, man. He's pretty experimental. He gets a little weird with it, but it was freaking fun. But I dig that shit, so. That's true. You always were such a big jazzophile when we lived together. That's what jazz sounds like. Sure does. I think in my old age, I think I'd be up for that. I think that would be pretty cool. But I yeah. feel like that's like a hit or miss. Like, yeah. if you went there, you wouldn't have like a okay time. You either were like, man, that was really chill and cool. And I would do that again. Or like 30 seconds in, you're like bored, leaving. A lot of people were like weird, weirded out. Oh my God, too many notes. And they got up and like the lady next to us, Kate was like during the intermission, she was like, who is this? And her husband's like, we have his album. I played the album for you. I don't remember that. I don't like it. And she was so mad and the husband was so into it. And it's like, oh my God, I got to get out a launch pad PSA to all the dudes, all our dude listeners, all the bros, guys, two pumps of cologne only max, maybe three spritz it and walk through it because, oh my God, twice that evening we were sitting in a restaurant having dinner before this guy sat down. My eyes started watering. It was just like, oh God, ugh. Kate was like, I think I'm going to be sick. Just reeked of cologne. If you're like, you know, 13 through 16, I, you shouldn't, like, you don't you don't get a pass, but I understand it. Yeah. You know, but if whoops. you're not 13 to 16, dude. Dude. And it's like, I get it as you get older, maybe your nose isn't working that great. So it's like, <laughs> you just keep spraying till you can smell yourself. Like when you're real old, you mean? Unacceptable. And then when we sat down at the concert, this guy sat down next to me and like every time he moved, it was like, ugh, ugh. And I mean, like, it wasn't a bad smell. It's cologne, but it's so strong strong that it's like unpleasant stop that shit do you wear cologne sure every day every day mm. i do like two spritz psst, psst, done with two spray two sprays in the same spot or like one under one armpit one under the other armpit i put you put it on your wrists and then you kind of rub it 
I naturally smell good, so I don't. I don't do that shit. Not even. Not even for like a big date or something. I've sat next to you in pretty close proximity. You want to recant that statement? <laughs> <laughs> I defy any of our listeners when you come meet us at a con. You give me a sniff, even at a con where we're like busting our asses and working and carrying gear. I smell good. <laughs> I, I, I will put that on the line. Deodorant only? Yeah, always deodorant. I mean, and soap. I take a shower at some point all, every day. Sure, sure, sure. And it's I don't important. think I'm that gross of a dude in general. L- Launchpad podcast protocol. Cleanliness is important. <laughs> 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 yeah, just we're not just handsome and funny. We also don't smell bad. <laughs> well, at least there's that. Oh, well, today we're doing a little mini so just something casual. But uh, I wanted to kick it off with this. All right. Did you see this? You hear about this? There's a new Invisible Man movie out right now. Did you go yes, see it? I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Could you believe it? <laughs> it was invisible. I couldn't find it. I went to the movie theater. I was like, one Invisible Man, please. And they're like, we can't see it. I don't know. <laughs> You're like, it's, it's already in front of you. It's right here. Uh, yeah, it looks interesting. You probably haven't seen anything about it, right? No, I actually saw a trailer for it. I forget what I saw because, you know, I don't watch trailers unless I see them either on TV or at the movie theater. So maybe right. it was before the last movie I saw, which I can't even remember what that was, but I definitely saw a trailer for it. It looked good. I liked conceptually. It seemed really cool. You know, it's a, about a woman who's like, oh, my abusive ex-boyfriend's chasing me and like, he's dead. And she's like, no, he's invisible. And they're like, silly lady, which I think as a premise is really cool to play on that because it's like, it's pretty scary. Be gaslighted. Nobody believes you. Yeah. Oh, it definitely like, it, you know, it started and I was like, ooh, that's pretty, uh, that's a cool idea on the invisible, you know, the invisible killer genre. And then I was like, oh, wait, this is the invisible man. And I was yeah. like, okay. It, my first immediate thought was like, no, don't do that. Call it Hollow Man. Call it Can't See Man. Call it, don't make it, you know, Universal's Monsters Invisible Man. But then I was like, well, all right, try it. See if it works. Because I'd rather them make another failed Universal Monsters reboot than not keep trying. I want more monster movies. I agree, but it's a slippery slope because you try it and then it sucks and you're like, ah. Yeah, I mean... Tom Cruise's The Mummy did not see that. Hey, there's a big budget fucking failure. Yeah, I, well, did no one else see that or was it just not you and me? I don't think anybody else went and saw it. All right, everyone, raise your hand if you saw that movie. I'm not seeing too many hands. All right, hands down, hands down. Raise your hand if you liked it. I, I still, they Maybe they're invisible men. I don't know. I <laughs> Nobody's like, raising their hand. <laughs> I feel like we didn't hear as much about that as we did the original Mummy, you know, the the Brendan Fraser one. That was around for a long time, but you feel like... Whether, that movie whether was, was fun. Go- it, I, I guess, but like we heard more about that for sure. Sure. Certainly. Well, I think everybody knew that the Tom Cruise reboot was going to be a disaster from the get-go. So maybe they were like, let's cut our losses and not advertise it that much. But I did see the funniest trailer ever that was a mistake in an IMAX. We, uh, What did I go see? I don't know. But it was at an IMAX, right? Mm. And in the IMAX theaters, they played a version of that trailer that somehow had the, the mix wrong or the delivered the wrong audio tracks. All it was was silence and Tom Cruise screaming. But like not him screaming, like ADR <laughs> screaming so like literally the trailer sounded like this oh 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 <laughs> and it was just efforts and screaming <laughs> oh ah, ah, the whole thing and i was dying laughing and you can find it online you can find the the tra- <laughs> mummy trailer with efforts only i was dying it was the funniest thing that's super fucking funny i i <laughs> wish i saw that because like there's a moment where he's in a helicopter crash and it's like obviously that's not the sound he makes when he's screaming so it's some somebody in a booth being like ah 
Did you for a second think that that was a stylistic choice that they had chosen for it? Or did you immediately know like, oh no, this is a technical fuck up somehow. I mean, it certainly loops your brain for a second because you're like, what am I watching? What's happening here? Something's not right. And like, then you're like, I get it. They fucked up. What do you want me to know? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll believe you. (laughs) What do you want me to think? I mean, not going to see it, but the movie looks weird. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a new Invisible Man out. What do, do you... Here's my question. You, you saw the trailer. Do you think it's a potion that makes him invisible or something else? Because I have a theory. Hmm. I guess I'm going to think science. I'm not going to think it's not a potion. It's a, a beam. I think it's a suit. I think he's invented some sort of suit. Mm. Because there's a moment in the trailer where she throws like paint on his shape and he looks like he's wearing something. Like a suit, a suit, invisible invisibility suit, which again, I could be on board for that. That seems a little more plausible in today's scientific age. Nobody's drinking potions anymore. I think that's just because science has evolved past potions. If potions were still a thing, bottoms up, man, I'd be chugging. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right now some cia government guys like why aren't we investing more money into potion research these podcasters seem to think it's a good idea <laughs> the, the handsome boys seem to know what's up <laughs> the trailer made me think about invisibility as a you know as an as aggressive scary thing where yep. you have the strength of invisibility is stealth, right? Is that no one knows. But sure. once you know you're being menaced by an invisible person, especially with home court advantage, like if you think there's an invisible something at your house, I feel like it's pretty easy to guard against that. Don't do you agree? To an extent, yes. You could figure it out. But here's my problem. I'm like, ooh, if I were invisible, I would still be it doesn't make you less clumsy. I'd still be tripping over the shoes and like, <laughs> like knocking shit over. You would, like yeah, this, you'd have to also be silent right 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 and like so if i was like (laughs) if i was invisible manning to like prank on my wife she's sitting on the couch and suddenly she'd hear like oh ow 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 and like hear the sound of a (laughs) hefty man hopping on one foot as he stubbed his toe on the corner inexplicably and then i'd like run into the island and knock over like all the kitchen utensils like that that would that's what would happen to me see i feel like if i was in the jungle and the predator was chasing me okay there's a lot more to him than just invisibility and you're in the jungle so you can't control the environment as much but if i thought my crazy ex was invisible and menacing me in the house Mm -hmm. i feel like that throwing paint on somebody is a very like there's so many ways you could determine if someone was in a corner like you know the trailer amps up like someone is sitting in that chair or i think someone is in that corner or someone might be right behind me i feel like it'd be easy enough to just be like oh look i sprayed something at you and i could see you well also like carpet like just carpet your (laughs) blanket down like not if you're cg if you're cg you you make a lot of a lot of times cg things make absolutely no imprint on the world around them so they could just walk right just glide across <laughs> yeah i mean I, I you could probably figure it out it it does seem to be limited but i do i mean the original invisible man you and i have talked about this is so goddamn good i doubt there's gonna be a train wreck in this i did not see an invisible man going choo choo a train was like going crazy. well this one i mean this one definitely the new one sets it up that it's a personal grudge between the new invisible man and this specific person right this woman that must be his yeah. ex or his something whereas the old one that guy was just fucking bonkers i wonder if there's any tie-in to any sort of the original like i found my grandfather's notes is from his science days he's the invisible man i know potions aren't a thing anymore but he had all of the instructions right here Choo choo. 
that's like my favorite sort of like how to reboot a franchise or how to like reboot you know how do you get into a sequel well his grandson finds his notes and continues the legacy of invisible manning or building kankenstein <laughs> oldie but a goodie it works you know what i mean it's like what yeah what else do you need to get the story started? I believe that, you know, you're not much, whatever. So I've been watching some movies recently. Speaking of finding your notes and making Frankensteins, um, we've been watching some hammer horror movies and we mm. watched curse of the werewolf and evil Frankenstein recently. I thought you said evil Frankenstein. And I was like to combat the good Frankenstein. But yes, I, you said evil of Frankenstein. The, sure. Yeah. The evil of Frankenstein. These are both hammer horrors. I got a little, little collection of hammer horrors. I've been watching those mm-hmm. and uh, the werewolf man. And that one was born. I'm, I'm See, sorry. So many people love it. And I think I have yet to watch it. It's on my my you know prime list to watch, my watch list. But it's one of those things that I think if you had seen it then or had grown up with it, it would be baller. But I think now that there's been so many, you and I grew up on a different... Um, a different generation of werewolf movies, yeah. including like two or three of the best that I yeah. think it's hard to kind of go back in time and watch that. Even if, you know, you and I have the appreciation that we do for the older stuff, it's still, I think it, it feels watered down or it feels at the very least drawn out. Well, it certainly feels like they couldn't show much of a werewolf until like the last 10 minutes. And even then you're like, well, that was good. But man, you had an entire movie of not a lot happening. And also how he becomes a werewolf is so weird, dude. So weird. Potion. <laughs> He was bit by a potion under the light of the moon. There was no wolves involved. <laughs> full moon isn't really involved. The kid's like born on Christmas under a full moon and they're like cursed. And you're like, wait, what? I don't understand any of this. It's always fun when when like a monster could be the form, like could be the result of science, accident, or curse. Curse. Curses are weird ones though. But yeah, it was, it was I mean, it was okay. And like the big werewolf moments were cool. But for the most part, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm better now. I don't have werewolf problems. My family <laughs> Is that literally a line for the movie. Yep. For most of the movie, his parents loved him well enough that he did not turn into a werewolf. And then like something happens and he's like, I'm a werewolf. No. And you're like, oh, okay, I guess. Could you I wish you could have done that earlier in the movie? I just needed more werewolf. That's all. Mm. And uh I'll talk about Evil and Frankenstein in a second. Do you have a movie you've been watching or want to watch or trying to do? Dude, I have a movie that I tried to watch three motherfucking times and fell asleep slash turned it off every time and I'm going to take some credit or, or some fault for that and say that some of that was me being tired some of that was me not really being in the right headspace for it but it shouldn't take that many times I have to put a, a caveat out there and, and I'm the same way Rumi and I very rarely turn off a movie usually yeah, if we're yeah. in it we're like, well, I turned it on. I got to finish it. Like, we will see it to the end. We don't mm-hmm. give up easily. So what is this movie that you three times could not do? 2019 Neil Marshall Hellboy. Really? I could not get into it. Could not. Like, and I, uh, like I said, maybe oh. I could have given it a better chance, like a better try, but I gave it three tries and they were not bad tries. So even if you want to say like, well, you know, you could have done more. Yes, I could have, but it shouldn't have taken me giving it so much credit to just fucking start. So I'm a huge Neil Marshall fan for at least all of his other big movies. You fucking know? dog soldiers, man. That's fucking amazing. Doomsday was off the wall bonkers, but it was great. The Descent was wonderful. One of the best. This movie is like, it thinks it's a music video. The music is terrible. The music only makes me think that the movie thinks that I am a 12-year-old boy. I love the attention to detail and the physical practical effects. There's so much there. 
it seems that they did a lot of um, physical things and practical things as much as they could and then would CG enhance a face or CG, you know, over overdo a CG face instead of a puppet face. But some of the CG looks so terrible. The story was, it, I mean, I don't even know. I'm at least two thirds of the way through. But the other night I was like, huh, all right, tonight after dinner, I'm going to put it in and I'm going to finish it. And then I was like, why? You've given it three chances and it feels like homework. Did you get to the Baba Yaga scene where he's in the house on chicken legs? That was kind of cool, right? Well, I, the thing is like the house on chicken legs is one of the coolest things because it's like in the book where you see this random fucking old school, you know, horror or folktale that's been told a lot of times. And through the story, you kind of learn what the, the, the mythos is of that. Yeah. This was just like, see this house? Now here's a creepy makeup with a contortionist actress who runs around on her back. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen that before. No, you have not. You're full of shit on that one. Dude, Look, I I'm not going to defend the movie. I just saw it. I'm, in, I'm not uh, going to defend the movie. I, I like it because I was trapped on a plane. And I was a captive audience and I enjoyed it for that. And I thought that the Baba Yaga scene was the coolest thing. You hate cool contortionists. You hate no, you anything that isn't just like a guy standing there being like, hi, I'm a Baba Yaga. Happy to meet you. No, no. I could. You know what? I just saw uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And you know the story like we did. And if you guys haven't listened to our Scary Stories in the Dark episode, please listen it's to it. It's the like, best. Super proud. Me and Aaron do a bunch of radio plays based on those stories. One of the ones we did, which is one of my favorite stories, Me Tai Doty Walker. Yep. They make Me Tai Doty Walker be a full body bodied creature that is a contortionist thing that runs around just like she did and it's for absolutely no reason it adds nothing to the story nothing to the scares nothing to anything except silly. look what we can do and i felt this was this this was the same thing like the baba yaga in all the hellboy books which is really where i know her most from rides around in like a giant cup and like that would have been fucking cool it would have been like the giant house with the chicken legs would have thought that was cool it's like why is it okay running around upside down invisible men hands up if you thought somebody <laughs> Flying in a cup would be scarier than somebody contorting beyond belief. I still see no hands, so I can't tell. Can't take account. There's but like, what else in the movie? What else in that movie was the only thing else that I liked was the nonstop violence. I thought when it, well, not nonstop, but the hardcore violence. Yeah. However, that's it's not great. Like, that's not really what I wanted from a Hellboy movie. Like, Hellboy is not necessarily about that. The book, I, it's more about like creepy stories. And I feel like the first movie, even the second movie, kind of got that down a little bit more. Um, it pulled from the source material more which i think you know keeps your fans who know the book and they you know it 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 modified and changed and adapted a little bit to make it into a film which i thought was the smart thing to do this it looked like it thought it was going somewhere but i feel like i gave it three fucking nights to like get there and it was just like uh hmm. i liked him as hellboy you know uh hopper he did a good job as hellboy <laughs> i've seen it before like i already saw the better hellboy what is better about this one than that one and well I, they're doing it more action-packed, which is something that I do appreciate. Again, I don't love this movie. I'm, I'm, I'm defending it because I think your argument of why it is bad is ridiculous, but... What would you give it on a scale from 1 to 10? Three stars. Oh, 1 to 10? I thought we were going 5. That's normally <laughs> the amount of stars. Um, a 6. Oh, no. I yeah. would say 4 tops. Okay, well, you know. But I mean, it's not, it, it is not that it is without merit. It, you know, the, the suits look cool. The makeups looked cool. There was a couple of cool sequences. I thought the fight scenes were cool. I just thought that the, the whole concept in general was not, again, you're trying to be ha-ha funny. And I, when I read Hellboy, I don't find the jokes, like he he does kind of spit one-liners. He is kind right, of a Right, right. You and dude. I have talked about this. 
but he's not funny. Ha ha. Laugh, riot, slap my knee every time. And I feel like the movie was like he could not say a serious thing. No, the whole thing was him being jokey the whole time. The whole thing. And that was my problem. That that was my problem with the Ron Perlman one, one, too, is when he wasn't joking, he was being annoyingly sulky. Yeah, I think that's true. I'm agreeing with that. And it's like, watch a Dolph Lundgren movie, watch an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. He's not in some of his, like Commando, he's not 100% funny all the time. Right. They're little quips that are thrown in there to accentuate whatever. Yeah. And I I feel, I feel like the, the comic book of Hellboy works so well because you took like these really sort of Victorian sensibilities of like monster hunting because they're very proper, this, this organization. And then you have this one guy who just can't conform to that mold and he spits one liners every now and then. And yes, he is a brooder, but I felt, I feel like we've never gotten quite the balance that I've taken out of the book. Not to say that Ron Perlman wasn't incredibly cast for that, and they nailed it. They're great movies, but it's just like compared to the book, the the Hellboy, the first Hellboy movie just suddenly ended randomly when a giant CG monster got cut up with a sword, and you're like, that was the end. Like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Why I did agree. you waste the big bad guy monster to the last two minutes of the movie? Why didn't right. you give that battle more time? I wanted to see that. Sure, and, and things like that. It's like he's too whiny. The dialogue is stilted. There's a lot of things that just feel like I, I, I keep making Hellboy movies, please. That's another reason why I don't want this to be the last Hellboy movie. This one, I really appreciate how much action there was. I like conceptually the designs were really cool. Got to see a wear cheetah or something. What, what was that guy? Did you see the the, the the guy who was with transform into some sort of beast monster? Was that the Asian guy with the scar face? Yeah. That he kept injecting him? No. I saw it. he was injecting himself with shit and I was like, he's going to turn into something. Yeah, but he turns into like, like a, a leopard or a cheetah or something, a tiger. I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. It's a cool fight scene. Yeah. Maybe I'll go back and try to fast forward through the fight scenes, but it's just like, ugh. The next time we take a plane flight together, which is never, I will I will make you watch it. And yeah, force like, me oh, to watch it. Like, hey, like force you. This isn't bad. On a tiny little screen. What size screen are you watching on? To be fair, maybe maybe the tinier it is, the better it gets. television. Like, a, I don't know, whatever I have here. 20 inch, 30 inch, 40 inch. I don't know. I think it's sure. a 50 or 60 inch. I don't know. <laughs> Roomy, always inflating the inches. Yeah, like and I, dude, I, I I went from twenty to sixty inches. I don't remember what it was. It's big. it's about two or three. I mean, six or seven. Six or seven. It's one of those seven story screens I have in my living room. <laughs> So you're saying, what if I sit like really far away? Like, what if I watch it through the window from my driveway? You think it'll help me? I think it'll pique your interest more. You'll be like, I can't quite figure out. That looks cool, though. I see a lot of blood. I'm into that. There was a lot of blood. <laughs> Some of it looked good. Some of it looked a little not as good as I wanted it to. Fucking fake but, and terrible. Yeah. That's okay. So I watched Evil of Frankenstein, which is a Hammer Horror Peter Cushing. Mm-hmm. It's the third out of six Hammer Horror Frankenstein films. Okay. And in this one, he gets like kicked out of his house. Everybody's like, oh my God, you're trying to make people. I hate you. And they're smashing shit and run him out of town. And he goes back to his hometown. And he's like, we're going to go here. I'm going to go back to my old house. And we're going to like start Frankenstein again. He's got like a young guy who wants to be a scientist with him. He's like, you could go to college. He's like, but I want to learn knowledge from you. And they're up in the mountains and they find the original Frankenstein monster, the one that survived. And it's got the, like the square head and the bolts and the big boots and everything. And he, he looks like somebody saw a picture of the universal Frankenstein monster, but like through the kitchen window, like you watch Hellboy. (laughs) And it's like the worst paper mache mask you've ever seen barely held together with liquid latex and then barely painted so like you see that his eyes have like black paint around them but not really like like they, they just did it with a brush like through the mask so it's not mm-hmm. completely covered it's oh, so the the makeup is terrible 
So they get that monster. They're like, okay, I'm going to fix him up and bring him back to life. Bring him back to life, but he's stupid. So they're like, let's hire this hypnotist to hypnotize him to do what I want. So they get this idiot, like charlatan hypnotist and he comes in and he's like, okay, but he only does what I want. And I want him to go steal gold and like beat up the burger master. So hypnotist is controlling Frankenstein to go steal gold. And then Frankenstein's like, no, oh no. And everybody shows up with pitchforks and the castle burns down again. (laughs) One to 10, where is it? Like a four or five, but it's got a 10 for laboratory scenes because it's got a lot of laboratory scenes with all the sparking and the bubbling and -hmm. like them looking up at the sky and flipping switches and shit. And I love that stuff. So potions. I mean, maybe. (laughs) Oh, Frankenstein. Frankenstein does get drunk at one point. He's like, I mean, oh, chug, 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 chug. And then at one point, chug something he should. And he's like, ah, he's like running around. Bleach burn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I had some pretty sweet moments. Peter Cushing does some swashbuckling, like swinging on chandeliers, which is kind of cool. Like swings in on a chain. It's fun. Does he play Frankenstein? Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those movies where it's like, I'm not mad that I watched it. I had a good time. It was weird enough. Those movies, when we did our, our Hammer series a while ago, and we were studying also our famous Monsters Comic-Con panel, it's like, just like everything, everything like that, that I don't really, I didn't grow up with. I get into a slippery slope where I just want to get more and more. Once I start like getting into them, I'm like, oh, damn. I did the same thing with Spaghetti Westerns recently, mm-hmm. Italian horror back in the day. It starts to be like, oh, I just want to keep chowing through those. Yeah, the more I watch them, the more it's like, hmm, they're good. I I don't think they're. There's some people who are like Hammer Horror is even better, and I'm like, yeah, Hammer Horror is a little better bit than bloodier. What, Universal. Universal Hammer Horror is a little bit bloodier, but their low budgetness is like kind of hinders them. Like we watched Phantom of the Opera, and that mm. again was like, all right, I've seen Phantom of the Opera once. I know what happens. There's a chandelier somewhere in there, right? And you're like, yeah, but when? And they're like, we can't remember, but we'll have a chandelier, and it's like, <laughs> trust us, chandelier. Phantom of the Opera killed nobody. He had a hunchback like <laughs> assistant who stabbed a bunch of people, and like, wait. Hunchback assistant usually goes with Frankenstein. Like, no, no, no. This time it's Family Opera. Whoa. Hunchback is killing people. Family Opera kidnaps a chick, which is supposed to be like a terrible thing. But he's like, I'm going to teach you to sing. And she's like, oh, oh, cool. Oh, I'm down. I'm down. Let's do this. You're like, no. He was just kidnapping you and slapping you because you couldn't hit the notes. And then when you find out that like he could teach you to sing better, you're like, oh, okay, okay. I'm <laughs> I'm here for the pain. What? What? No means maybe. Yeah. The Hammer Horror Family the opera was so weird and then at the end at the end the whole time you're like is the giant chandelier gonna fall on anybody when is this gonna happen <laughs> no, no, the, at the very end a tiny chandelier almost falls on the main chick a tiny Christine. chandelier you mean like a lamp <laughs> No, it's like a, just not a, you know, the Paris Opera House has this massive chandelier hanging over the audience that in most Phantom of the Opera movies, he cuts the chain and it kills like 60 people, 100 people. Like, it's a huge disaster. Mm -hmm. This is like maybe the size of like a kitchen table hanging above the stage on the set of the opera they're performing. And it starts to fall and the Phantom like rushes on stage and pushes her and it falls on him and it kills him. And that's the end. And you're like, what? No. What? What? Get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. More people should get squished by that. Everyone crowd together. I need 60 people crowding around <laughs> into a dinner table size space. <laughs> Everybody's to the left. It's like when you're at a wedding and that like one moment where nobody wants to listen, but the photographer's like yelling. It's just like, everybody move to the left. Move. I'm trying to take a group photo. I'm like, nobody, stop it. Just stop it. <sighs> so yeah, I don't know. I've, I've been watching a bunch of Hammer Horror, but you know, Curse of Frankenstein was good. Evil of Frankenstein? 
Laboratory scenes aside, was pretty rough. My his dude. curse is better than his evil. <laughs> curse is definitely better than his evil. <laughs> uh, well, I got four more of these to watch. Then I've seen all the Frankenstein's. One of their mainstays. They shade, they shied away from other and a ton of other creatures and a ton of other monsters. They did a bunch of mummy movies because that's easy. Got a bunch of toilet paper. Good. Yeah. All right, we got a mummy movie. <laughs> actually, because of coronavirus, there's going to be actually a lot less mummy movies. <laughs> <laughs> lack of toilet paper means lack of monster movies well this is something that pissed me off this morning i was reading the news and this guy was talking about that movie it's like a pixar movie onward which is like a fantasy world sort of adventure and it's like it bombed and the ben affleck movie didn't do that well either what could be the causes and they're trying to analyze it and i'm reading through and i'm like you idiots nobody's going to the movie because everyone's scared of getting sick period is that disease can be transferred through celluloid? <laughs> it can be transferred through sitting next to a bunch of people in a movie theater and one person's sick Especially and then you're all gross fucked. gross kids. Yeah, gross fucking kids. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to a kid's movie right now. <laughs> now, I'm much less paranoid than I feel like most people. Uh, a lot of people are really freaked out about this. And I, yeah. yeah, I get it. You should be careful. Wash your hands and shit. I, somebody sent me an article that's like, you should shave your beard and mustache because it's like filthy. And I'm like... <laughs> Guarantee you, my beard and mustache are not filthy. It's funny because I was actually going to compliment you today. You're you're rocking your beard pretty hard. It's looking pretty mm. good. Yeah, man. I, I, I've been working hard on this. I'm not shaving it for no virus. Come on. I was going to say, I'll make sure to say that at your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Before the virus took him, this beard was pretty fucking rocking. <laughs> funny enough, hand sanitizer actually gives it a nice little curl on the mustache edges. <laughs> <laughs> Love the fact that you use hand sanitizer on your beard. I mean, you got to keep it clean. Because you read that article and you were like, well, they say beards are gross, but I don't want to cut it. So squirt, squirt, rub, rub, squirt, rub. Squirt, squirt. Uh. You just, out, you, 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 you like, you think you're a genius. You think you outsmarted coronavirus. <laughs> Stupid virus. Can't, can't trick me. <laughs> I got all this Purell stash piled in my office. Oh, man. Yeah, it's everybody's a little freaked out, but I think it'll be okay. I mean, I think I'll be okay. How about that? <laughs> Ah. <clears throat> okay. You didn't make it through Hellboy. Did you make it through any movies? I did, actually. I threw in a movie that's an oldie but a goodie, but I just recently brought Arrow's new Blu-ray release of RoboCop. Damn, dude. You know me. RoboCop is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Hands and up. it is, it, it never gets worse. It always gets better. You know what I mean? You might watch mm. it and like it the exact same as you did last time, but you're never going to like it worse. It's no. so good. This this Blu-ray is great. It's a great um, transfer. It's got some good features on it, too. It's got the director's cut, right? Yep, director's cut. It's actually got both cuts. It's got a little booklet that I've been reading with some essays in it about the stuff. So far, I'm waiting for like a cool killer essay. Nothing super great yet, but some behind the scenes photos. Watch the, there's a ton of features. I watched a couple of them so far. I'm working my way through the DVD and, and Blu-ray, but definitely worth the watch. That movie is just always so goddamn good. And it's like, so good. I remember seeing it for the first time. It was such a cool fucking thing when it happened, like when I first saw it. And now that you know about it and appreciate it as like a film person, it's even more fun, you know? It's one of the best satires of the 80s, if if not longer. I mean, it's, it's so good. I think it's one of those movies that every time you watch it, I appreciate something about it. And oh, it's the commercials in it are so funny to me. Like Bowie, it has all these the sucks two thousand. Yeah, 2000. the the T <laughs> Rex chasing the car. Just it's such a great satire. It's that perfect level of like funny balanced with reality. Like none of the jokes are overtly like punchline. Right. 
Right. It's it's all baked into the world. So good. I love that movie. Paul Verhoeven, man. He nailed it. I'd buy that for a dollar. That you was that. his first American movie and also his first <sighs> sci-fi movie. And it's so fucking good. Yeah. It's really good. If you fucking if you guys haven't seen that movie, you need to get going because it's you're behind the times. It is We so should awesome. do we should do a Robocop series where we talk about the three movies and the reboot. And the prime directives. I've that's one I haven't been able to get through. They're not good. Yeah, I watched one of them and I, I don't remember I remember the beginning being like, Really? Yeah. And that's my brain just turned off for the rest of that experience because I do not remember anymore. Well, how about this? Let's try and find them. Maybe we should watch the prime directives and then like do episode so other people know what's don't up and maybe directives. maybe don't have to watch prime directives yeah <laughs> okay we'll take that robocop fired bullet for you guys <laughs> we're that cool all right man well this has been a good little mini sode i say we wrap it up and uh continue on with our rocketeering got anything else you want to say before we go no let's get to that rocketeering you spoke of that sounds fun what I, <laughs> what do we do when we do that <laughs> you know space space mission shit whatever (laughs) you know that stuff that we do wink wink (laughs) wink wink you know when we're not on the podcast we're always oh 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 rocketeering yeah yeah i do yeah that's fun i always love doing that with you (laughs) i have a huge list of stuff you have to do out outside of the spaceship so you better get to it (laughs) wait why am i doing all the chores what are you doing while i'm outside the spaceship pressing buttons beep booping you know <laughs> That's true. I don't, you know, I don't necessarily like the division of labor, but somebody's got to do the beep booping. <laughs> well, I I do the beep booping, and then you go try it again, and I go boop boop boop, and you're like, whoa whoa, turn it off, turn it off, <laughs> boop beep boop, and you're like, okay okay. <laughs> I mean, it's just because it's Sunday. Uh, I, I I go outside on Mondays, so. Oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, that makes sense to me then. <laughs> <laughs> glad we figured it out yeah. <laughs> alright guys follow us on Instagram Facebook and Twitter at Launchpad Pod that's our social media you can follow us on our website launchpadpod.com hit like and subscribe leave them reviews tell your friends about us Ruby, let's blast this thing off <laughs> awesome we're the Rocketeers and we are out ignition sequence start 6 5 4 3 2 1 Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.